0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us on yet another overcast, yet slightly strange day here in London. I'm Matthew O'Neill, and today, as always, we ensure that we have a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. First, we're joined by James Gorst, Managing Director of James Gorst Architects, a firm who work with clients to achieve their architectural ambitions. James, hello. Hello. Hello, Matthew. Well, thank you for coming on the program today. Uh, How are you coping with your first day in uh, quarantine? Well,
1: I guess we're coping okay. Um, The people who work with and for me are all working from home, like many other businesses. Um, I'm up in Suffolk. They're all in London, where they live. And uh, I split my time between uh, the country and the city. So uh, I think everything is... Uh, Proceeding uh, smoothly. uh, Yeah, I think everything's okay.
0: I think uh, that's a very good key point that we should probably hit on before we delve into uh, the um, discussion on leadership. Uh, This this sort of situation probably would have crippled businesses even fifteen years ago, wouldn't you agree?
1: Um, I am certain that it would have done. The issue, the problem with the construction industry and and for architects generally, is if this um, coronavirus continues for two, three, four months, it's going to bring construction to a standstill. I can see builders not being able to uh, mobilize and and proceed on site. And so that's going to affect uh, clients and payments and certificates and fees. So the repercussions could be very profound um, for our industry.
0: Do you believe that government needs to step in to guarantee the financial security of a lot of these firms? Well, I mean,
1: many in many regards, uh, private contractors are seen as less crucial to everyday life than, say, coffee shops or even clothes shops or food shops or garages, petrol stations. But um, nevertheless, they are a key part of of the working economy. And if the government is going to step in and and bail out uh, companies like mine and other contractors, it's our money they're using to to, to bail them out. Absolutely right. And this is going to be a colossal increase in our national debt but also ultimately a burden on all of us in in terms of additional taxes so
0: Well, that's the the other thing that you have the the danger of in situations like this. Of course, everyone wants wants some sort of um, government help, uh, whether it be uh, through regulations uh, enforcing these quarantines or uh, other effects of that. But uh, what we see in situations like that, the new powers are brought into force for the period of this. Uh, sort of an emergency situation. And when the emergency situation goes away, uh, the powers do contract, but they don't all go away. So do you (laughs) think that we might end up with a chipping away of civil liberties in the long term?
1: I, I fully understand the question, and I suppose I'm optimistic enough about the democratic processes in this country, perhaps naively, to feel that there are enough civil liberty, civil liberty watchdogs and people who care about this not to let that happen, but the nature of government is it is, does tend to always want to assume additional power.: mm.
0: Now let's get back into the subject of leadership, a much more happy uh, uh, <laughs> genre. Now, if I was to ask you, what is leadership, What is a leader?
1: Well, it, this is this is a very um, difficult question for me to answer because this is a podcast about leadership and I've been asked to participate as somebody uh, who presumably has some of those skills. So it will seem slightly immodest of me to say why um, I might qualify as somebody who has, has skills in leadership. I can only um, really talk... Uh, convincingly about the way I run my business. And um, I've always, the first thing is, uh, I've always seen architecture as an art and not as a sort of commercial commercial proposition. Right. So I um, have never felt very happy in the company of businessmen or money or finance. I've managed through dint of my personality to persuade a few people to um, take me on. As their client, and i 've made a living that way, so i 've always tried to make my office and the working situation as much like a home as possible. Mm. Uh, I have virtually no idea, dear, how many days holiday people take. people come to work. you know, I have no idea how long they work. I mean, I know they come in the morning and they leave, but I try and make everything as unstressed and relaxed as Mm -hmm. possible. And what I find with that is that people stay, are very committed. They work, they do work long hours when they have to. Um, And they stay with me for a long time. And we tend to socialize a lot as an office. We go out and we have a few drinks, we have meals. And um, so... I have to say, and I'm very lucky that at the moment I have the most um, convivial and intelligent people imaginable to to, to work with. And I I think that's through, um, as I said, creating an office environment that is relaxed and informal. But nevertheless, we take our work extremely seriously.
0: What I'm hearing here is that you have an abundance of trust in your staff, and I'm sure that that's reciprocated. Do you think there needs to be more trust in the workplace?
1: Well, I do, um, absolutely 100%. I think um, maybe that's easier with a kind of boutique operation such as mine. Mm -hmm. We're six or seven people. We turn out a lot of work. If you're dealing with a large organization, obviously um, there are infinite possibilities then for people to abuse the system unless you're monitoring them. Whereas our our office is such that if anybody really was taking the, (laughs) I'm going to use an idiom there that I won't use, but if anybody (laughs) was obviously not doing their shift, it would become very evident and it would upset the other people in the office. So it kind of self-regulates itself, I feel, in terms of commitment and work.
0: And what we're getting out of that is respect for others. So really, the workplace and leadership in general works on two factors, trust and respect. Would you not agree? Yes.
1: It works on trust and respect, but it's also very much in my line of work about giving people a degree of autonomy and trusting them, making sure, first of all, that you're employing employing people who you think can do the right kind of work for you, but then giving them a large amount of autonomy so that um, they have projects that they can justly claim to have an overriding influence in, in their execution and design. So it's about making sure that, you know, that everybody is fully involved in interesting projects. And and if you don't do that, if you just um, hire wage slaves or CAD monkeys, then, well, you know, you're not really going to do You won't have much fun in the office and you won't get the
0: best from people. Of course. Now, unfortunately, our time together is drawing to its close. But before I let you go, what does the next 12 months have in store for the firm?
1: Um, We have a a good order book, and we have some very interesting buildings that are about to go on site. But um, there is not a glut of work. Uh, I don't know if that's a particular niche we're in, but um, I think... There were signs that the economy was uh, improving, but I think Brexit has been a real problem for, for the British economy, and uh, this is not going to help either. So <laughs> we're okay, but I can't say that I can see a lot of work in sort of 18 to 24 months time, but hopefully things will turn up.
0: Well, James, it has been an absolute pleasure discussing leadership with you, and I very much hope that you come back on the program so we can discuss architecture in depth.
1: Okay, that would be nice.
0: That was James Gorst, Managing Director of James Gorst Architects. And now, if you haven't heard it before, is Jonathan White's exclusive interview with Sir Jeff Hurst.
2: Uh, We're now joined, uh, though, by former England footballer and still the only man to score a hat trick in a World Cup final, Sir Jeff Hurst. Uh, Thank you very much for coming on today. Uh,
3: You're welcome. You're welcome. Good afternoon.
2: Absolutely. And in those early days um at West Ham, uh, with with a manager like uh, Ron uh, there, it's also important to have uh uh confidence with your other players. And of course they become your friends. Who did you look at to at the time uh when to inspire confidence in yourself? Was it more, was it Peters?
3: I think probably well I was very fortunate to play with the colour of the players, I did.
2: Maybe it does prove there are things that such as stupid questions, really.
3: Um, oh, yeah, there are. There certainly are. I've got another one, which I won't bore you with. too long to tell you. Uh, I was in a Jersey or a channel line, Jersey or Jersey, two or mm. three years ago, and most stupid, irrelevant questions that absolutely nothing to do with football whatsoever, which uh, was absolutely... But I can use that now because it, it is quite funny.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe another time then. But we... Um,
3: I'm sure perhaps uh, there are there are people who pay you compliments of fans of, uh, of, of West Ham and of uh, Stoke and of course in the uh, England fans who um, I, I, I think probably uh, it would be very immodest of me to to suggest I I felt that somebody was looking to me for inspiration um mm-hmm. Looking at There's that, so many. yeah, so many, and that's why we we're successful because we had so many um, showing all those qualities that you just mentioned uh, throughout the team. I think that that was outstanding, and uh, uh, and it's an opportunity to talk about uh, all of them in, in that breath. And there was nobody. And going back to an earlier earlier question for me, that um, all hard nosed professionals, good good teammates, mm. good socially. you, you wouldn't have been as, uh, ultimately, ultimately successful.
2: Exactly. Without that, you could the, the, the whole will never be greater than the sum of its parts, but with it. Yes. The word, the,
3: word is the word is team. The word is team. Absolutely. And I always use the word team when I talk sometimes, you know, together everyone achieves more and that, that's the same in any walk of life. That, that's fundamental.
2: And, uh, lastly, uh,